Alright, hello, welcome to the first episode of Spark Podcast, talking about some random shit, to be honest, I don't really know. Life shit. Uh, yeah, life shit. Uh, current events, Andrew Tate, um... <laughs> you wanna talk about Tate? I mean, yeah. I feel like what we should talk about on the first episode is, like, just shit that we've been talking about recently. So, like, recently, we had a conversation about... Like, the feminization of men. Like, this idea. Yeah, you see the Grammys? Yeah, yeah. We'll What's get to that. We'll Sam get to Smith? that. <laughs> we'll get to the, Z- the Sam Smith. No, Sam, that was messed up. But first, first, let's just explain what we're talking about, right? So, what we were talking about was this idea that there is a feminization of men happening. At least over the last, like, 10, 15 years. And, um, me personally... I don't believe that, like, that's exactly what's going on, but, um, I know you felt like, Mills, you felt like it was happening. Well, yeah. definitely. You know. How do you feel about it? Well, um, for the audience, uh, my name's Leo, um, and I think it's absolutely true, um, you know, just due to, like, globalization and, uh, the way that it all kind of starts out with how products are moved throughout the country. You know, it exposes a lot of different things in different places. Um, and you know, people start coming up with ideas and beliefs and across the globe, I feel like it's definitely been more acceptable, but I feel like to a certain degree, um, I don't have any problems with like, People who identify a certain way mm-hmm. to express themselves in, you know, a feminine way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, like, for the guys that are, like, straight, I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. and they're, like, walking around with, like, these, like, very, you know, mis miscommunicated outfits. Like, I was in freaking New York last night, like, the city, and... um there was this guy like wearing like like leather pants over his jeans that had like his ass hanging out. And Interesting. like and like I'm definitely ju- not judging him but like, you know, making an assumption here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he was straight. Uh-huh. So like what type of like what type of like communication is that sending to a girl who like he may be wanting to like hit on at the club mm-hmm. you know they might talk to him and think that he's not straight and f- be doing that just because of that and that's the that, that's the premise of her feeling comfortable around him mm-hmm. and then when the tides turn and he's like oh no like I'm into you like that kind of seems fucked up you that know? is definitely fucked up so yeah. but also going like back to it with the whole Sam Smith thing. On the Grammys, right? There are kids watching it. Hold that, on, hold on, hold that on. Idolize, Before we get to that. That idolize Because we, get to that, we I, I do want to get to the Sam Smith thing. But I, I want to know what like, everybody thinks about it. So, like, your point is essentially that it is happening, right? The yeah. feminization of men yes. over time. And, like, you think it's problematic because, like, it's making it harder for, like, women to be able to, like notice men as masculine men and like pursue them as such yeah 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 that that specifically you know feeling comfortable around them could be 
it, uh, like for the wrong way, for the wrong reason, basically. Okay, like, so like a guy has like painted nails, but he's straight. Uh-huh. You know, like that. Like I don't know. If I was a girl, I'd be like, oh, this guy's like definitely like either bisexual or gay, or he's just really, really expressive. But like the, the expressive is not the first thought that I get. So you just think it's making it like harder for like women to be able to like notice these guys as like masculine men. Yeah, and I think it's also making it harder for men that come off as masculine mm-hmm. to be able to get uh, a girl. But what happened to masculine men? That's like a bad thing to be nowadays. Like being a actual guy. Like, have you been seeing those videos? There are videos out there. If you go to the gym just to make your body look nice, not for health, you're fat phobic. Mm-hmm. Like that's messed up because yeah, people that's a like judgment, dude. That's, that's a judgment. That's, that's screwed up. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, what happened to the masculine figure that we've had? And now it's like, okay, it, it's fine for people to express themselves in any way that they want, but why does it have to be pushed in such a way where it's like, if you're not this way, you're not now accepted by this culture and people will look at you in a certain way. It's like, there's so many different ways of looking at it because Mm -hmm. they're judging, saying that we're judging and we're judging, saying that they're not like, it's just like a whole continuous cycle. It just goes round and round. Uh It's like, there's no end to it. So what you're saying essentially is like, all right, so there was like a traditional idea of what a masculine man is, right? And over time, we've been seeing like a feminization of uh, that idea of what a traditional masculine man should be or is. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of pushing out the men who want to engage in those traditional roles mm-hmm. but this is also like ones. this is also like a main problem happening in america only mm-hmm. like you go to other countries they're not like this okay they don't necessarily go with that because they have stricter religious beliefs that mm-hmm. go kind of against the whole idea of a man being more feminine if i chime in mm-hmm. so just, I'm just going to put you on the spot here, Mills. Um, what other country have you been to that you've seen this difference in? Well, it's it's pretty known. If you go to China, right? Yes. Have you been to China before? But it's said. I haven't personally been to China, but it's said that if you're, you know, you're not necessarily looked at the same. It's more like, though certain beliefs are pushed. They're also a communist country. Yeah, they they're kind of forced because their population is so big. So you'd agree but, that's not such a great example, right? But that's just China. Yeah. If you go to Russia, the fi- figure also of a, a communist country of a masculine man is also going to be, or India even. Okay. India. If you go to Italy, Italy's mainly old people, but all of these <laughs> other countries. You go to Argentina, uh, they have the figure of a masculine male like here in america you go and walk into a mall mm-hmm. there's different um photos like for example abercrombie and fitch was kind of in a whole problem because they were promoting what your body should look like and how a guy is supposed to look like with like six-pack abs mm. built right 
And in America, that was looked at like bad because we want to be accepting of everyone and not mm-hmm. everybody's like that. But if you go to other countries, they still have it mm. because that's their figure of what a masculine male looks like. Okay. Um, so I would push back on that, right? And first, I'd, I'd like to, to basically point out the first thing um, you said about like other countries not having like the issue with feminization. Um, why exactly I would push back on that is because I believe that like America is in a unique stage of development across like what you would think of like the development of a, of a nation, right? Yeah. And so like I, I'm not, I don't remember exactly where I saw this, but essentially it was like this philosopher, the scientist that had said that like as uh, cultures or communities evolve, the problems that they um, focus on are different, right? All the way to when they get super advanced, right? Where a lot of their needs are being met, they start to uh, debate and start to indulge in gender issues and sexuality issues. Mm. And so I personally just feel like America is at that stage of development where now as a culture, since a lot of our, as as uh, as individuals that live in America, a lot of our like necessary needs like food, water, shelter are being met, even though we have a huge homelessness problem in America, yeah. because the majority of the people are experiencing like uh, a, a level of satisfaction for those meet for those specific needs. They're not experiencing a level of satisfaction either sexually or uh, emotionally or mentally. Mm. And so these three major uh, points become key points of issues in the culture today. And so that's why we're seeing like mental health become a, a major issue. That's why we're seeing like sexual reproduction rights becoming a major issue again today. Mm. That's why we're seeing like um, like gender issues becoming a, a major issue today. Yeah. Because now people have a lot more time to say, hey, I don't have to uh, worry about eating because, you know, like... I have a, a job, you know, that's providing me enough money to have um, uh, enough food to eat or a, a, a house to stay in. Yeah. Now I have enough mental space to worry about these other issues. Yeah. Now, like in other countries like Argentina, you mentioned Russia and China and stuff like that before. Like these countries are in different levels of their development. So their issues are reflective of that level of development. So in China, they're they're like you said before, it's a communist nation. So a lot of their civil liberties are being challenged. So a lot of their issues revolve around civil liberties instead of like cultural differences amongst like races and stuff like that. China doesn't have a lot of like cultural problems except for when you think about like their religious uh, stance because China d- doesn't like agree with the whole idea of religious freedom. Mm. Um, China being a communist state believes that the communist state is essentially your religion and so you shouldn't you know follow other things except for the government what the government has to say yeah they're really tough on religion they're actually like persecuting the the uyghur people they're a a group of muslim people and they have them in like fucking concentration camps like they're doing fucking crazy ass shit to these people and it's really sick right yeah but um, like I said, I think it's just a reflection of the fact that they're in a different uh, stage of development than the U.S. is. And so we have different like problems that we want to address. Now, when it comes down to like, oh, 
like traditionally men are seen as like these big strong guys you know that are capable of providing and protecting for the family either financially or physically you know if there's a physical danger mm-hmm. um i think right now we're experiencing a time where there's a lot less of physical danger being um being a regular person you know in the united states of america you know you there's a lot less a chance for you to be like robbed in broad daylight there's a lot less of a chance of you know of sexual like things to happen to you like being raped or stuff like that <clears throat> all of these numbers in crime are actually going down like the crime statistic has been going down it's gone up slightly recently in some places due to like um certain legislation that's being passed that Philadelphia. makes it, yeah and in <laughs> california like la is is sick right now I, i'm hearing a lot of bad things about what's Fuck going on in LA. la but um i hate it <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I just think like um, and New York City, New York City's f- messed up right now. Yeah, like the crime is becoming a little bit problematic, and it's because like we're trying to become a little bit, you know, lenient on crime. But I feel like at the end of the day, there does need to be strong action taken when people commit violent acts, and so like this whole idea of like. We need to like allow for men to become or allow for men to uh, express feminine, traditionally feminine scene traits like painting their nails or speaking in like a, a more feminine way or, you know, wearing dresses and stuff like that. Just allow, or allowing men to cry, you know. Because like crying and being emotional is typically seen more as like a feminine thing to do, and so it's it's pushed down or looked down up upon as a man if you're gonna cry or be a little bit more emotional when when things are happening in your life, mm. you know, and that's mainly because like when you create situations where men are constantly suppressing their emotions, they're constantly suppressing. Um, their sensitivities to their experience, eventually they become like a ticking time bomb where like all of these things, you're creating a more pressurized and pressurized environment where everything is just going to implode on itself eventually. Exactly. You get sort of situations where it's like um, people, they'll experience like their parents like go through like these huge arguments and shit or like their dad will fucking flip out or like they'll have like a, a mentor and then you one day find out that the mentor is doing some wild ass shit, you know, mm-hmm. like touching kids or some shit. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it causes like a mental break to happen in men when they aren't allowed to express their emotions fully. And mm-hmm. so like the whole idea of like we should allow men to like exhibit these feminine qualities is like we need to allow men to express these things that like I said earlier, emotions and sensitivities is normally like viewed as this feminine. So if we're saying these things are feminine, we need to allow men to be more feminine so that they can become full men and so they can fully understand themselves as emotional creatures and not just as physical creatures and so they can improve and have improved relationships with their family members, with their lovers, and with their children. And so like, that's why I don't think like, this whole idea of, like, men are being feminized is, like, real. I think it's more like men are being, like, told, like, hey, we want you to be more in tune with your emotions. And then there is also a subgroup of men who, like, they want they want to be, like, taken out of the, the quote-unquote picture 
of what a man is. They don't want to be held inside of that framework because that framework just doesn't work for them emotionally or physically. You know, they don't want to be expected to do certain things. They don't want to be ex- expected to protect and provide, you know. And that should be okay. It should be okay for certain men to just be like, okay, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. But I also agree, like, I also, like, think it's pivotal to say things like, it's also okay for a man to want to be those things as well. You know, because like I feel like we're we're at a point in our society right now where like you're either one or you're the other, and if you're the other, fuck you. Exactly. You know, so like I completely agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I think it's completely valid. But like, what has like caused our communities in our in our states and in our in our country? To, to try and ostracize people who have been, you know, conditioned in, in a certain way or a certain, like, you know, f- way of, yeah, certain way of life where mm-hmm. that's not seen as productive or healthy or um, over what, over, overall accepted as what should be the, the, the standard of li- of living for a male, you know, I feel like everybody has got the ability and the right to choose what they want to be and how they want to be in their life. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we live in a we live in a democracy. It, it, we have fucking freedom, mm-hmm. so it's like it's hard to really pinpoint what's right, what's wrong, what's okay, what's not. And I mean, if you want my honest opinion, I don't really give a what anybody else does Mm -hmm. but I really do care what other people consider um, you know right and what's wrong because like that that really determines what people are going to do and how they're going to feel about themselves at the end of the day yeah I would agree that there is kind of like this idea that culturally there should be pushback against like men wanting to display some of the traditionally masculine attributes that Mm -hmm. are more positive, like going to the gym, you know, so you can have a strong body, you know, and you can protect yourself and you can protect your family. Or, you know, this idea that when you're going to the gym, you're creating a more healthier version of yourself. And, like, a lot of that, in my opinion, is because of, like, a lot of things have gotten political, you know? Like, a couple years back, people would be like, oh, don't get political, you know? Um, Because it makes the whole situation, like, very us versus them, Mm, you know? Yeah. There's no room for, like, collaboration and thought. And so it's like, when you you have, like, I'll bring it up historically so you can see, like, the change over time. Please. When you have, like, 2008 Obama coming in, like, running against Sean McLean. Mm-hmm. It kind of split the country up. It's like, like, a very more progressive people and more, like, conservative people. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't, like, black versus white, in my opinion. It was more, like, people who wanted to see more, more change in the nation and people wanted to, who wanted the nation to stay a little bit the same, you know? We don't want all, all this change, right? Mm-hmm. Change is scary. Exactly. So... 
when that shift happened, you know, that's the first time you really saw people like divide themselves like along those lines where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm a Democrat, you know, and I'm progressive and we're all for like these positive things and you're a conservative and you don't like fucking black people because, yeah. you know, you're conservative. Like a lot of people like when they when they took the stance against Obama, like a lot of people felt like, OK, Obama is so qualified and like he would be a good president. What's the reason why you don't want him to be a president other than the fact that he's black? And a whole bunch of people, you know, are racist in the country. And of course, if there's a black person that's going to vote, going to try to run for president, they're going to they're going to vote against them, you know? No, it's valid. So it's like not valid the, the being racist, but yeah, the, the whole thought the whole idea of it, you know? So it's like when you have these two sides where it's like one side of the people just so happen to be on the same side as people who are racist, right? Where you have people who are conservative, right? Mm. And you have people who are white supremacist racist, right? Yeah. Some of their views coincide with each other. Yeah. Because just historically, America has been a country that has pushed white supremacist ideals onto its population. So if that is what the country has been historically, whenever you have a conservative ideology, it's kind of like reinforcing those white supremacist systems, right? Mm. So a lot of people on the other side of that scale just look at it as like, you guys are all just racist, like ignorant people who don't like want like those positive changes to happen for those minority groups because of that, right? Positive using quotation marks. Exactly. Because when you're dealing with like politics and party lines, everything's becomes very blurred because it's like a money money thing yeah but um it's all opinions too really exactly yeah. so there's like this cultural shift right that splits the culture right between mm-hmm. people who feel like they're, they're more progressive and they're in the right and they're the culturally like um uh leading group right and then there are people on the left or people on the right side of the political scale who are more conservative and they're in the wrong because they're racist and they're bigots and they're ignorant of, of sexist exactly know, all, misogynist all, and all, all of all this of stuff yeah. right and so as you go into the future right and the 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 issues that are being fought on the political front are changing right a lot of these same sorts of sentiments trickle into the culture on different sides so it's like when it comes to the the fat phobia debate right <laughs> there is a lot of people who are afraid, generally afraid of being fat, right? There is something called anorexia. There is bulimia. There are like so many stories of people yeah. literally ruining their body, right? Yeah. Bodybuilders, right? They're ruining their body, right? Ingesting so much fucking like fucking uh, steroids that like by the time they're fifty, they drop dead. Yeah. Like, it's a big, and you have big epidemic. Exactly, and then but you that's have... also because they want to be like that. That's like a stature. It's not necessarily healthy, but that's just... That's not fat phobic. That's because they just wanted to be big. And the biggest. The whole idea is behind, is behind like, okay, being, being like who you are as a person is not enough, right? So if you weigh a little bit too much or like there's that a little bit... That goes all the way around. Exactly. But like if... If you're looking at it from the lens of like, okay, 
you are not content, right, at your weight, you have a problem, like, mentally about how you physically view yourself, right? And so you try to fix that problem mentally by doing physical things, you know? Whether you're 200 pounds and you're trying to get to, to 150, you know, and you're, like, what, 5'5", five, five, so you're technically fat, you're trying to get to 150, you know, it's not, it's not, there's nothing wrong inherently with being afraid of being fat, right? The wrongness about it is when you're going to like shame other people for being fat, or you're going to do things inherently to yourself that are dangerous to your body, like eating disorders and stuff like that, or like uh, using certain drugs to like induce these states in you. That but allow... that's not fat phobic. It, it, that's a personal preference that's that's someone's if you're afraid if you're afraid of getting if you're afraid of getting big or you're afraid of losing muscle like that's like phobia but that's not fat phobic yeah but that's like like, what are you afraid of oh i see like a girl who's 500 pounds and i'm walking down the road and i'm like ah that's not what fat phobia means Fat phobia, it has to do with your inherent feeling about yourself, right? (laughs) So if, like, you you were, like, 300 pounds, right, at one point in your life, and you got ridiculed for it, and you almost killed yourself, and eventually you just got super into the gym, and, like, your whole gym transformation where you, like, got your body right was fueled by your phobia of being fat of the whole experience of being fat. It's not that you're afraid of fat people or you're afraid of like, of cake, right? It's, it's not that. It's you're afraid of the experience, of the personal experience of being fat. But why would you want to be fat? No one wants to be fat. Sometimes they can't change no one, it no because one's saying, there's no genetics. One's, no one's saying you should want to be fat. But I am you sh- fat and I don't want to be fat. You, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be yeah, afraid. You want to be like in shape. You want to feel good in your own skin. There's people out there who are like four or five hundred pounds. You think they want to be four or five hundred pounds walking around like, whoop, whoop, whoop. like their knees get all messed up. Absolutely, their not. hips. Like no one wants to be like that. It's an like, addiction. It, yeah, eating every, is an addiction. Everybody has their own addictions. So like, how mm-hmm. is it? How is even fat phobia a term? In my mind, it makes no sense because everyone should want to be healthy. There are these things that I see out all the time. I see these videos. People are like, oh, it's completely fine to... Like, I'm I'm so healthy and I'm 350 pounds, 5'6". Like, that's not healthy. I'll, I'll give you an example. Do you think you're fat, bro? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you think he's fat? Not compared to how other people are. No, but do you think he's fat? Not compared to how other people are. Other people, you, his, can, you can say just yes. say yes or no. <laughs> but you're not, but you're not fat like in that way. People are like fat. Like, just, I'm talking about and, fat okay. People. If you're comparing it to other people, Am I right? You're saying weight or not? Are you overweight for your height? Yes. Then that's fat. But oh you're God. not fat like you, other you people. You see, this is why I hate this conversation because people don't just want to fucking just say it, right? Yeah, I don't fucking think you're fat. I think right. What I think, right, you're at a fucking normal weight, right? If your stomach was going out and fucking, like, you were out of shape, right? But Literally that's, out of shape. That's yeah. fat. In my opinion, you would be fat, but you're not fat, right? Yeah. I can say you're not fat confidently to your face. 
He has to do this whole fucking bullshit where he's like, oh, fucking compared to other people. Yeah, well, no. But, but, no. but yes, for your fucking weight or height or shit. Like, like no, fuck, but that's fuck how, that shit, bro. He's like, yes class, or no. In a that's way, how that it is fat phobia. phobia. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you're you're not willing to fucking just uh, just address the fucking facts about it. And it's, it's problematic on both sides. Saying, you can't go around to even in today's society. You can't go up to a lady who's like, like I said before, 350 pounds, 5'6", and be like, hey, you're fat. Because then they'll be like, oh, so you're fat So is that what fat is to you? Even, even, like, oh, even if he was fat, even but if he was fat, right? Let's say you're fucking, you're fucking not, 400 pounds, right? Yeah. I would sit here fat. and say to your face, oh, you're fat, bro. You're 400 pounds, bro. Look at yourself. You're fucking, you're fucking taking up half the couch, bro. And, that's, and that's, not, that's, not, that's not for me that's to fucking fat. shame you. That's, that's not for me fat, to though. fucking make you feel bad. But you are not fat. Exactly, you couldn't say that, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like considered to what? What? The, yeah, of course you get it. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I knew the example what, would make whatever sense. Whatever it's yeah. called, the health, um, the health I, limits. Like I agree. How, like for my for my height, five mm-hmm. nine, right? You're supposed to be like one one fifty or some shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, that's like a normal weight. But let's say I'm 5'9", I'm 240 pounds, mm-hmm. I'm fat, but I might not look like I'm fat. Because there are people who work out and have, so muscle no, weighs if, more than fat. If you're supposed right? to be 150 so, and you're 240, you're going to look it. Like No, there's... there's The reason why I can say for example, confidently right? that he's not fat no, is for, because for his age, his height, and his, and his weight... He's in a specific threshold. So, but that's what he, I'm saying. I just said that before. No, I because agree with for, what, you, what your line so of thinking for is. For example, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just bring this up. I have a friend named Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris has been Shout a out Chris. bodybuilder mm-hmm. since like 15. Mm-hmm. He's my height, 5'9", and 220 pounds. And when he went to the doctor, the doctor said he was overweight. Mm-hmm. But he's massive. With He has like no body fat. He's all muscle. Muscle weighs... Uh, m- less than fat, I believe. No, fat, muscle, fat weighs muscle more. weighs more than fat. Muscle weighs more than fat, but yeah. it doesn't compare in size. Like, it's smaller in size. Yeah. So you could weigh more and not be fat. Mm-hmm. Like, you before had a physique. You have muscle. Yes. And so then yeah. you put on more. So that's why your weight isn't compared. That's why you're not fat. That's why I feel fat. But that's why you're not fat. Yeah. But because people who are actually fat are like big and can't move around. You can move around. But that's my like, point. That's my point. Like, there's this idea of what. But why is that fat phobic? That's not listen, fat phobic. Listen, though. listen. You gotta listen, right? There's idea. This there's an idea of fatness that everybody has in their own mind, right? That reflects upon their own body, right? So, certain people have a fear of looking right unattractive right they don't want to be unattractive they have an inherent fear of being ostracized by people because they're unattractive Mm -hmm. one of those aspects of being unattractive is being overweight or having weight or like uh extra skin in places you know and one way you can have extra skin in places is by being a little bit overweight right yeah so this whole concept right of like Oh, I don't want to have extra skin in places. I want to like look like a specific way, and I want to have my body look in a specific way, right? Is is 
shaping what people view themselves as fat or not fat. So if people have a six pack, right, they are clearly not fat. But if you don't have a six pack, there might be there might be some question to that, right? Yeah. At least in today's like standard, right? And so what the whole like idea of fat phobia is is that inside of your mind, a six pack abs shouldn't be what you think of as healthy mm. or as normal because mm. that isn't normal. That is a, a specific type of extreme, just like someone having their stomach out is a specific type of extreme. Right. I agree with that. So like the whole concept of like a man being like this big guy, this big strapping, like fucking bodybuilder looking dude is like imaginary because that's not, not how men like look. Men look like you. Yeah. They look exactly like you. And, and so like you exactly. They, they look like look us. Like <laughs> they look yeah. like us. Yeah. I, I can say confidently that most guys don't look like how I do. Yeah, but at, at the same time like, I have different at the same time you I don't agree. look unnatural. Exactly. This is what I'm trying to get at. Like there's certain physiques that look unnatural because like what the fuck? Most people don't look like that. You don't look too far off from what most people look like until you take your shirt off and then you're showing all these fucking muscles and fucking shit that like n- normally people wouldn't be able to see, you yeah. know? But in a sweater, but that's what I'm you saying. know, exactly. In a sweater though, you look normal, you know? Yeah, there's yeah. some guys that in a sweater you can see their whole fucking physique. You can see their huge ass pecs. You see the fucking massive ass arms. Yep. And you can, like, that's an extreme. But that's you know? what I want. I want them. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's certain people where, like, it's more, it's more than a want for them. It's like a direct, like, that want that they have is fueled by a fear of being fat. And that, that but that's p- not fueled because that's just wanting to be, like, so why do you like, want to be in shape? I want to be big because I want to look in the mirror and be like, damn, yeah, look at these fucking arms. But why? Why that? Because I just want to have, I, I like how it looks. You but like why do you looks. like how it, it looks? Like the, because the, there I needs just... to be a root. Like, there needs to be, like, an actual... Um, my root, my like... root of why I want to look like that is because I feel happiest when I'm in shape or looking the way that I do. I and like looking at myself. What about, what about okay, not are, looking at myself? Are you in shape you right now? Are you in shape right now? I could now? be more in shape. I could say oh that I'm underweight. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm underweight. Okay. Are you in shape right now? Yes or no? I'm pretty in shape, but... Pretty I in could, shape. You I see, be, you see, you can't have like this is this is this is what I'm trying to say, right? Can we have a camera compared to see this guy's fucking fucking what are these what are these things called here? These fucking traps. He's right fucking he's fucking listen. You can see his traps. You this guy is in shape. Fucking, this guy is oh in shape and he's God. bullshitting right now. <coughs> all, all all I'm trying to but get at But there's other levels to it. You can like, see this guy's obliques, dude. Yeah, but that's a that's a personal preference. Like, oh, I want to be... Bro, just admit I want to be bigger and I want to be, are you I wanna be more shredded. Opposite. No, bro, because I've been, like, no, the, I've been anorexic. Okay, would would being fat be okay to you? I don't want to be fat personally. No, but would, would being fat be okay? Would you being fat be okay? If I got older and I put on weight no, and it was I'm just, like, right natural... Now, and it was just like my body just turned out to be like that. I'd be like, all right, it is what it is. It turned but out I would, to be like that. 
like my dad, right? My dad was younger. He was way bigger than I was. But now he's heftier. Because that's just Italian genetics. That's usually how it goes. No, that's just because your dad doesn't work out anymore. Well, he's very active. But, yeah, but he doesn't work out specifically. Like, he probably but that's what fucking piece that's of what cake I would do. or a cookie here and there. That's like what I would do. a normal human being. Yeah, but that's what I would do. Like, I would, if something were to happen, if I got hurt and I put on weight, I'd be fine with it. But when I got healed, I'd be like, yeah, but all right, your dad's not now fat. it's fat. Now yeah, it's time to get back into the gym and get in shape. My dad is fat, okay? He's overweight. He's above three hundred pounds. Would you would you want to look like your dad? And I would not want to look like my dad. No. Would you be afraid for your life if you looked like your dad? Absolutely, I'd be afraid for my life. You're fat phobic. <laughs> nah, nah. See, this is what I want to get at. Being fat phobic isn't inherently wrong. There's only things wrong with it if you start to hurt yourself or other people doing it. Right? If your fat phobia is hurting other people or yourself, there's something wrong. And you need to address it. And that's why I feel like culturally, like, the statement is losing, like, it's an, an inherent or initial intention, which was, hey, like, my friend might be someone who's, like, bullying a fat kid in my middle school class, right? So that's just an bullying. Exam- an example. Shut up. We kind of need <laughs> bullying, though. Just shut up. Shut up for one second. <laughs> right? <laughs> my friend is bullying someone who's fat in our class, right? And I, I, I noticed this, right? I noticed my friend... He used to be fat, right? And over like a summer, right? Let's say like he got, uh, he slimmed down real quick. He started doing weight training and shit like that, right? And now he's big. He's fucking strapping, right? But he's fucking picking on this fat kid, right? And I learned that when certain people experience fatness, right? They can have a very negative experience. And then they can project that negative feeling, those negative feelings that they had around that, that experience onto other people. So I tell my friend, hey, bro, stop picking on this dude. You're being fat phobic. Because I know that, hey, this is this personal experience that this person had affected them so negatively that they now are pushing that negative, those negative feelings that they had around that, that experience onto that person. Yeah. So because in their head, they have this like Makes idea. Makes themselves feel better too. Yeah, because in their head, they have this idea that, hey, I went through all that bullshit, and then it turned me into a stronger person where I can fucking fix the problem that I had, mm-hmm. right? You're going to go through the same bullshit, right, that I had to go through, and then you're going to fix yourself, you know? It's the same sort of idea behind, like, parents, when they get hit as kids, you know, corporal punishment, or I'm going to beat you until you act right, then when they have kids, they're like, oh, I'm going to beat this kid until he act right, like, or until she act right, because... Like, when I was a kid and I was acting bad, I got two beatings and then I fucking straightened out. So yeah. you're going to get the same thing, you know? Yeah. And, like... But that's kind of facts. It's not facts. Because you don't need to hit your kid it's for all, them to, to listen all, to you. Yeah, like, so, you take that <laughs> behind of their hand and you smack their hand. And you teach them a little lesson. Nobody smacks you, the back of your fucking hand. Yeah, that's what I got. I also got smacked across the face, kicked down the stairs... You that see, shit's terrible. That's, that's terrible. That's yeah. not something that I would ever advocate a parent to do to their child. But I learned. You're it doesn't matter. To, you're There's other ways to learn. Exactly. Cole. No, there isn't. Because yeah, there people is, don't dude. listen. That's the problem. People do not listen, no matter what. You have to be aggressive for people to listen. You can't 
you can't just be there and be like, oh, it's okay. Why do you think most well, you don't people who okay, are like serial killers, rapists, child predators, they all come from single mother homes because the mothers didn't do anything or discipline their children right. That's why there's a father figure and a mother figure. And the father figure is supposed to be the dis- disciplinary and the mother figure is supposed to be the curator or like the... Um, Maternal figure. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. That's that's like a traditional kind of household, and that's where proper lessons are learned. Nah, a lot of those people who become serial killers or fucking pedophiles, they're like psychotic, and they were no, but they're they're mentally psychotic. It's a statistic. First of all, all, it's a statistic that eighty percent of serial killers, uh, child predators, rapists come from single mother homes. Yeah, because their father's probably not around anymore because they beat the fucking shit out of them when they were kids. Because, because, what? Their father is also a fucking psycho. 80% of them? Bro, what I'm, what I'm saying is, if you look into the statistics... I would love to look up the statistic right Of, now. like, serial killers and fucking rapists and shit, a lot of them have mental, like, issues. Narcissism, they deal with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. they deal with depression, anxiety... All of these sort of mental like disabilities, and so yes, if you are dealing in a situation where you don't have your dad, or you have, or let's say you you just have your dad, you don't have your mom. You, whenever you're dealing with a situation where you don't have access to both parents, right? Because you're a human being, you're born with two parents, not born with one. No one is ever born with one parent. Maybe if you're Jesus, but that's it. Yeah. Fucking. It's impossible. If you don't have access to that two-parent what household. What if you're hermaphrodite? It, that you still would have both parents. No, because the mother has a dick and a vagina and she could just come in herself. That's not how that works, bro. That's what happened to Cartman in South Park. That's the <laughs> cartoon show. <laughs> That's not real life, bro. <laughs> Anyways. When it comes down to it, right, these people have mental issues. And, like, if you ever, like, went to school and there was a kid with mental issues, right, they need two or three teachers you know, dealing with the kid. They need a lot more support. They need a much heftier support system than a normal person would need. So if you have half the support system that you're supposed to have from birth, right, and then there's no, like, programs in your community that can su- support you or assist you in becoming a better person, obviously you're going to become a piece of shit. And if you're living in an environment where you're, where you're surrounded by pieces of shit, you're going to become a piece of shit. Like, it's, it's a simple equation that we just keep plugging in. So we can't just blame it on fucking single mothers and they just don't know how to fucking discipline a child. It's going to be hard to discipline children when you don't have proper parenting like techniques. And it's not that oh simply because there's a father there, like there there's no there's no proper parenting techniques. It's like parents in general need to learn proper parenting techniques together and they as relationships need to stay together for the benefit of their children but that doesn't happen unless it's a toxic relationship where they're being abusive towards each other because then then not directly but inadvertently they're gonna be teaching their kids one way or another to be acting out in those certain ways you know so that, that wouldn't be healthy so for for example i want i want to be a father Mm-hmm. I want to have a daughter, right? Yeah. This is this is true. I want to have a daughter. You don't want to kick your daughter. My daughter, too. my daughter and my kids <laughs> are going to learn a certain way. Like my daughter, she's going to have a strict stricter childhood. 
Like, I'm not going to let her go around and see all these, you know, dudes or be a little slut. Like, she's going to be money. home <laughs> at a certain time. Like, when she's younger, when she's in high school. Like, same with my kids, like, my boys. Why? Like, because that's how it should be. Because then the boys don't go around thinking that it's okay to do this because I live that and I see where it landed me. My own personal experience, if I had been brought up a certain way when I was growing up as a younger kid, I would have been much better off. That's why me personally, I want to have a wife. I want to have, you know, a structured household where there's stricter rules, this, this, and that, because that's where the best kids, I feel, in my opinion, are brought out. Even when they go to college, they might have their fun, they might do their thing, but they still have these instillments rooted in them. And then they'll teach that to their kids and their kids and their kids. I'm just lucky enough that I got to experience a lot of shit to know that this isn't necessarily right. Because I wasn't grown I up. That. I wasn't grown up in a traditional household. Like I started living kind of like this, how I'm living right now. Like a lot later in my life after high school. Like, do you think your parents weren't strict with you? No. You think well they, when I got older, yeah, because of the shit that I. Ended but up like when you were a kid, in. you think your parents weren't strict with you? Oh no, they were. No, not at all. They weren't at I all. I was. It was free reign. It was. It was horrible, and it landed me in a whole bunch of shit. Okay, that you, my parents that you've you since <clears throat> learned learned from. My parents were strict with me. I I wouldn't have learned from it if I didn't become sober. Yeah, but like if I didn't get to a certain point because I almost killed myself. Be, you wouldn't be sober if it wasn't for that free reign. I wouldn't be sober if I didn't have the nasty experiences that I had. So I want to protect and shield my kids Which, from those way, nasty experiences. Which, in a way, your parents gave you. No, they did not give me that. I think they did. I think, first of all... They like, gave me the experience of getting kicked out of my house. They having, kicked you out. What do you mean? How they is, gave you... They how completely is that, gave you the experience. <laughs> they kicked you out. How is that giving your kid an experience? If I have instead a kid, of, right? Instead of learning... If uh, and what? knowing and knowing that it's not okay to do that, bro. There, there, there are things that you know are not okay to do, but you're gonna do it anyway because you don't care whether or not it's okay or not to yeah, do. But why do you think? Why do you rebellion? think that? Why do you think that it's okay to rebel though? It's not okay to rebel. But exactly. what I'm saying is that so your, your be... kids, in a way, will rebel against your. It rules. is okay to rebel. The whole the whole point of this country is that it's okay to rebel. Like, in a certain way, bro, bro, you in a certain way. You like keep my, saying like you my keep kids saying. are gonna learn how to toe to nine, like properly. Like this, this. Do you like, think you can control the way that your weapon. children are gonna rebel? They're you? gonna they're gonna learn how to ride dirt bikes and quads. They're gonna go hunting. What fishing. if they don't want to do that? Well, they will. How can you control that though? Because that's what I like to do, and my kids are gonna be like me, and I'm gonna find a wife who likes doing the same thing. What if they're not like you? Do you like doing the things that your dad likes to do? Yeah. Really? Like all the things that your dad likes to do? Pretty much, besides like a couple things. I do not like to do I don't like I don't like doing the shit that my dad likes to do either. Like I I don't think it's like reasonable for you to expect your children to like my kids are gonna be like involved like I'm gonna let them do whatever they want. Like I'm gonna be But then that's a contradiction. How are you gonna let your father how how are you gonna let your kids do whatever they want and then be strict? But I'm going to be a sober father. So, for example, oh, I tell my kids, they get older, 15, 16, hey, you're going to go out to this party tonight. 
it's okay. Like, I know you're probably going to drink, you know, just call me if you need anything. Don't let a stranger drive you home. I never had that as a kid. Mm. I was told, oh, uh, you know, I was the one throwing the parties. Mm. I was the one doing this. I was the one getting fucked up and finding myself literally like half naked on someone's lawn. Like, I don't want my kids to do that. I want my kids to be like, oh, I could talk to my parents. Oh, I could go to my parents if I need them. Like, oh my God, something's going on. Uh, there, some Something bad happened. Like, for me growing up, I didn't have someone to call in my family if something went wrong. Mm-hmm. I just relied on myself. But don't you think that's because, like, you're afraid of, like, what's going to happen if you call your parents and you let them know, like, hey, like, I fucked up, like... I, I created this situation for myself and I and I need your help. Well, it's because I saw how they reacted in the past and how it went down when I did do that. Exactly, and, but that's and what... The, and the threats that I've gotten. But that's what me. I'm saying. Like, you being strict as a parent or you, like, having that corporal punishment wasn't necessarily beneficial for you because, like, at the end of the day, when you did rebel and you did do something stupid, you felt like, damn... I can't trust my parent to not fucking want to act like they're going to kill me, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't do that to my kid. I would I would be like, come to me if you need me. I wouldn't punish them for getting into a bad situation. I would get... Yeah, but this is what I'm trying to get, get across to you. Like, you're, there, there are multiple contradictions in your aspect of thinking. Yeah, because, because there's going to be a stricter guideline. Like, hey, I want you home at this time because of such and such. Yeah, but then, okay, and what if your kid doesn't do that? Then what are you going to do? Well, then it's going to be a sit-down discussion, punishment, something that goes along the lines, and then they'll have to learn. Okay, what if they don't They, they, they don't listen to you twice, three times? Like, what are you going to do? Then you would send them off to adoption. So this is what I'm trying to say. Like, if you're going to send them off to adoption... No, like, that's, that's a stretch. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but what I'm saying but is... Like, but like you don't to, know how to, to deal with like it. certain certain ground rules would be set. Mm-hmm. You know, there would there would have to be certain things. And then it would come down to, hey, you're just going to have to learn this lesson on your own. There's going to be certain things that happen. If you ever need me, you can come to me. But I wouldn't act like how I was acted towards. Yeah, I, I can recognize that you don't want to, like, traumatize your, ch- your child in the same way that your parents traumatized you. But you also want to have, like, a, a disciplinary... Like yes, yeah, so disciplinary can... figures so that they could take these thoughts and correctly process them and be like, hey, you know, maybe this situation isn't the best spot to be at right now. You know, maybe let, let me call my, my dad or my mom and maybe maybe I should go home. You know, oh, I was supposed to be home at 12 and it's one now and I, I should call my parents and, and, you know, come home. Yeah, I just feel like it's hard to create a situation where you deal with your children in the way that you would imagine you would deal with your children. And a lot of times we just fall back on like the ways that we were taught ourselves. And so like when you have this idea that you're gonna be a disciplinarian for your children and you don't have an exact like methodology of how you're gonna discipline your children, it becomes problematic because it's way easier for you to like smack your kid or like scream at them when in that specific situation you might need might need to do something else like have a conversation with them or like have them uh, have them sit down and actually think about like what they've done 
you know? And so, like, I just feel like, But that's a different type of discipline. Exactly. It's a yeah. very different type of discipline. It's not the same sort of discipline where it's like, oh, I'm going to scream at you or, uh, or I'm going to hit you, you know, to try to get you to do what I want you to do. But when you got a little kid, he's screaming on uh, in the movie theater, mm-hmm. right? Smack him on the ass. No, you take him out Sit the movie theater. Sit down and theater. listen. Take him out, tell him, like, hey, if you don't shut the fuck up right now, you know, you got no Xbox for a fucking week. No, nah, you literally just, like... Like, like, I don't understand why why it's so difficult for a parent to just, like, take the kid out of whatever situation is causing them emotional distress and have a one-on-one with the kid. Like, if, I, if I'm dealing with my kid, right, I have me, my, my girl, my kid, and we're, we're out in the movie theater, and, you know, they start screaming and carrying on, and, like, it's, it's becoming a big thing. I'm going to be like, you know what? Um... Let me take this kid outside, you know? We're going to go to the car. I'm going to sit down in the car. And they can have whatever emotional reaction that they want to have outside of the public where it's, like, embarrassing and becoming a thing, you know? They can have whatever little tantrum they want to have because they can't do it forever. There is going to be a time where they need to, like, you know, breathe, you know? Even when you're a kid and you're crying, you know? Eventually, you need to calm down. You need to breathe, you know? So as a father, I think it's way more important for me to not get emotional with them and be like, hey, shut the fuck up, you know? Like, get upset, angry, you know? It's more important for me to stay stoic, me to stay more calm, and be like, hey, you know, we're going to go to the car, we're going to sit down and talk it out. What's going on? Why are you crying? We're in a public place, you know? This, Aren't you embarrassed? You know? <laughs> You're embarrassed with me. What's going on? You know? Try to be, like, treat the kid like they're human, like they're an adult. Like, we can talk about whatever issues... Like, Wait, if my isn't friend... That, isn't that a masculine figure? Yeah. And I, right? I agree with you when you say, like, children need a masculine figure and they need a disciplinary figure in their lives. But I don't agree with you when you or say... Not being it's just because... Or, see, I or don't, being more stoic and, and having that... See, there's times when you need to recognize where your emotions need to be put on the back burner right so you can deal with the emotions of somebody else right if you're in a relationship with a girl right and she, uh you guys get into an argument right there's something that you're heated about there's something that she's heated about but she as a woman as your woman right and as as the man in the relationship there is an expectation of you to not shelf your emotions completely, but to put your emotions on the back burner so you can address her emotions first, and then you can address what is problem, uh, what's causing you an emotional problem, right? So that way, everybody is heard, right? And everybody gets their emotional issues addressed. But the problem is not enough men are emotionally intelligent enough to be able to do that. Not enough men are willing to like put their shit on the back burner, right? So they can listen to their girl and then address their shit. And not enough men are even willing to even address their emotional shit. Like they just don't want to deal with any emotion at all. They don't want to deal with their emotion and their girl's emotion. So they're just like, fuck you. Like we're not having this conversation. Or they're like, yo, you fucking did this to me like fucking six months ago. And now you want to act like a bitch. Like fuck out of here. I don't want to deal with it. You know? And it's like. That's not going to solve the problem. That's not going to solve the issue. And when you're having these sorts of issues, like that's how our parents break up. Our parents don't have enough emotional intelligence to deal with each other, so they get into divorces. And then 
if you don't have emotional intelligence and you're just creating divorced relationships, you're creating more single parent households, which is the whole problem that you're describing before. You know, like these children that grow up in single parent households and then they become fucking deviants and savages in the streets, you know? And I think it's a problem too, but I just don't think it's like all on the woman. It's like on us as men to address our shit, right? And on women as women to address their shit. But us as men, we have a lot of shit going on. And some of that shit is this idea that you cannot be emotional or you cannot like express these feminine things. Like if I wanted to fucking wear nail polish, there's no man in any room that could tell me that I'm not no masculine man because I know who I am and I know who I come across as, right? So I am willing and able to defend that imagery or that self-esteem uh, picture that I have in my head of myself and another guy might not. And so it's important for us as men to be like, oh, it's okay for you to like do this shit because like you're still a dude. And it'll give them the same sort of confidence that I have. So when they walk in the room and they have their nails painted, they're like, hey, fuck you. You can't tell me if I'm, not a, if I'm a man or not. Like, I fuck you, bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> I guess. Back back to Pat the Leo for a second. Um, I don't know if the mic's picking me up or not, but I think the new Gatorade commercial, where like this fat woman is like doing yoga, and like these two other like fit men and women are like on the bike and they're like lifting is like an awful representation of like fat people being included in exercise or used as a poster board to try and sell a product that is traditionally used for exercise or athletics. I don't know if you guys know which one I'm talking about. We should pull it up. I think skinny people should be doing yoga and a fat person should be on the treadmill. Oh my god! Yeah, or wearing a sauna suit or some shit. It's like it's like what are the not even that my point is that but like what is Gatorade actually doing for the fat people in America? Well, nothing. Their drink is probably making people fat, full of sugar. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, like it's like it kind of seems like almost like a backhanded compliment when they're like, yeah, you're an athlete because you're doing yoga. But like you're fat, so like we're not gonna show you doing real workout exercise. Yeah. Well, I think the whole idea behind it is like fat people want to be represented in like media. They don't want to be like ostracized from the community because there are fat people in the community. If you're gonna be in the gym, this is Um, gonna end in in a minute. So. I think most people who want to be in the gym or should be in the gym are people who are either fat, right? Or people who are trying to improve their their body, right? So, like, the general idea is body improvement, you Mm -hmm. know? So, when it comes down to Gatorade, like, having fat people in their commercial, hey, we just want to represent that we do love fat people and you guys should drink Gatorade too, you know? Period. Period. I think we have a really constructive... Yeah. yeah. Conversation. All right, so I think that's going to wrap up the podcast. 
well, we are Spark. We are Spark. Yes, we will catch you on the next episode. Spark. Peace.